Welcome back to the Robert Murphy Podcast. Today we have on recurring guest and our new lead analyst, John Boyer. Now me, John, and Landrum, a lot of people are saying are the new big three, the titans of the industry. I just think we're a couple of journalists looking to find truth, looking to find storylines. Now, there are a lot of people who applied for the lead analyst position. The reason I chose John was because of his wide array of knowledge throughout many different sports and his ability to break down film with the best of them, a young Dan Orvlosky, if you will. So without further ado, here's John. Okay, now we welcome on a very special guest, a guy that you have listened to, recurring guest, and he is now our new analyst, lead analyst for the show, John Boyer. John, how are you? Thank you for assuming this position. Murph, thanks for... uh... Thanks for gifting me with the position. Uh, it's not one I take lightly, so uh, appreciate it and uh, ready to go. You know, I wouldn't trust this position with uh, anybody else because you're a guy. You love watching film. Now, some people are saying, you know, you might be a young Diana Rossini, uh, a young Field Yates. I would go more uh, a young Darren Ravel. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, no, N- not not Darren. Uh, I'm trying to think you, of- have, you have a little bit of Daryl in you. You can get a little cocky. You got the stats backing up your argument. I mean, are you? Do you have a little Ravel in you? Not, not one bit. Not Ravel. I'm trying to think of uh, who who my uh, my contemporary would be or who I'm aspiring to be. You know, probably, Jeff- probably probably a Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, I can see that. I can see. That. And he's got a good jumper too. Uh, so you guys are are pretty similar. Sure, we already got that in common. You know, we're we're, we're halfway there. <laughs> yeah, basically twins. Now, um, before we get into some sports, John. You had time to listen to my latest podcast, Face Mask Gate. I forgot to say the uh, percentage of the poll. Uh, it was a great poll. It was 70% said that it hit off your face mask. Um, what are your feelings on that? I'd say you can't trust polls these days. Uh, the silent majority uh, knows what's going on, what's really going on here. So uh, I'll let that speak uh, to itself. Uh, but, you know, just trying to get past that, you know, it is what it is. Uh that's, uh, that's ancient history, and I'm ready to talk sports. Great, great. We, we love to hear that. Now let's talk sports. Let's go to golf because golf's the only thing happening right now. Um, next Thursday is when baseball starts. We got Nationals, Yankees are the first game, so that should be a, a good game. But let's dive into golf. Now, John, big name that's been talked about is Bryson DeChambeau. When I see him, I imagine a young 21-year-old John Boyer um, post-cultivation of mass just bounding around Williams Bryce stadium, maybe a soda in hand, maybe not. Um, are you a fan of his? I, I actually like Bryson. Uh, I know he gets a lot of hate cause he's, he's a weirdo and he's kind of a nerd, but I mean, the guy just mashes it. Uh, and he needs to get his, his chipping down. His short game is, uh, just a little inconsistent, but I mean, I know you saw the other day he hit that 423 foot drive. I think he followed it up with a 409 or something like that. So, I mean, how can you not root for that? If anything, he's – if nothing else, he's interesting. And uh, I'm, I'm rooting for that, and I like to see uh, guys with similar game to myself. He is interesting. He seems to me like a flash-in-the-pan kind of guy. Like we saw Rory come on for a couple years. Spieth came on for a couple years, and now he just kind of stinks. Um, we've seen other guys kind of come in the limelight of golf, but only for a year or two, and they don't have much staying power. Justin Thomas is another guy who I actually, he's one of my favorites. I think he's, he's funny. He did the broadcast for the uh, Tiger and uh, Tom Brady match. 
But um, do you think he's here to stay? I mean, I think with his body type and if he just continues his distance, unless he gets the yips off the tee, he's going to be in contention. Just what he's doing to golf courses. I mean, uh, I mean, the other day they had Jack Nicholas uh, on the broadcast and uh, they're asking if he was going to have to like change the course to, to compensate for, for guys like Bryson who are just, just dismantling the course and taking it different angles that he just didn't expect. So I think it's unless like, I don't know, barring any physical stuff uh, changing or any mental just breakdowns, which honestly I, wouldn't shock me because he's a big bit of a head case already. Um, but I, I think he'll be around for several years. I and mean, he's always seems to be in contention just by sheer ability. But I don't know. I still don't love that he has all his irons all the same uh, length and I, or all his clubs all the same length or whatever that is. Uh, but you know, he's interesting when he's on the TV, I'm, I'm tuned in more than I am for, you know, a guy like, I don't know, Gary Woodland, ah, Gary Woodland's kind of interesting, Jim Furyk or, you know, Lucas Glover or, you know, even Spieth or Kucher guys like that. I don't know. He's, he certainly is interesting, but you know, in my opinion, I feel like he's kind of disrespecting the game when you're driving it really far, you are kind of disrespecting the course by driving a par four and one or hitting like a, an iron second shot onto a par five green. And, you know, sometimes that rubs me the wrong way. Uh, guys need to respect the course. There are people out there working on the course, trying to make sure it's presentable for the audience and for the players. And he's going on there and just, you know, he's taking a dump all over it. And, and you know, that rubs me wrong, the wrong way, but you know, I'm kind of a traditionalist. So do you see any of that with Bryson? Dude, I'm on the young guy's side. I mean, can you imagine going out there and being able to do that? What's stopping you from just getting back in the gym and, seeing how much you can bulk up and just torture the golf course. John, I, I live in the gym, okay? I know you haven't you haven't witnessed it recently. I mean, but, all I've uh, seen is uh, – I've, I've seen you on the tennis court recently, but uh, – Oh, yeah, the tennis court. I beat – I, I beat uh, Beck, right? Friend, yeah. I beat our good friend JT Beck, and, you know, I'd quite frankly be surprised if he picks up a tennis racket after that match. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to hockey. You said you had a little bit of hockey information Um you're in DC. You've got the pulse of the uh, of the Capitals fan base. What what hockey information can you tell us? Well, as you said, uh, yeah, I, I am uh, in tune with uh, the comings and goings uh, of the league right now, um, and Capitals specific. I mean, they're America's team, so everybody wants to know where they stand going into the year. Um, I mean, their their front line is just ready to punish people uh, with Tommy Wilson, you know, hockey bad boy. Uh, my favorite player, Evgeny Kuznetsov, on the right wing, and then Ovi on the left. I mean, you don't, you're not, you just don't want to go up against that. Couple that with, you know, a, a pretty hot goalie always, and Brayden Holpe. That guy can just stop anything. Uh, so I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll be forced to be reckoned with. Uh, but there are several other good teams, and you know, we all know in hockey, it's whoever's hot at the right time. We saw it last year with the Blues, and uh, you know, it could be really a litany of teams coming out this year, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, how, how they, how they work it out. Um, I think they're going to do like the East in one city and the West in Vegas or something. I'm not sure if they yeah. have the East nailed down yet, maybe in Edmonton or something like that. Uh, but it'll, it'll be great to see. And I'll, I'll, I'll have more updates and uh, episodes to come and uh, hopefully be able to do some breakdowns for you. Um, we, we'd love some in-depth uh, in the in-depth breakdowns, of course. And you know what you just said, that's, that's why you're the lead analyst. Not only can you do the top three sports, you can dig deep. 
get your fingernails dirty and comb through some hockey. Yeah. And, and we really appreciate that. I mean, they call, now, they uh, call me the freezer. So they do, they do. And they will continue to call you the freezer. Um, you know, everything hockey. Now let's stay in DC, the Redskins. I've never seen a team get double canceled. Dan Snyder is like, Oh, you think this name is bad? Come on here and uh, Washington post, come see what's going on behind the scenes. And, and so he's been double canceled. Um, I won't ask you specifics on, on the uh, story, but can you tell us what the pulse of the Washington football team's fans are going through? You're in the bars. You know what people are talking about. What's going on? Well, you know what's funny about the Washington team and, and D.C. fans is that the majority of the fans don't live in D.C. It's not a football town. Uh, it's much, they're much more in tune with the Nats and the Caps. So – Really, I think you'd have to go a couple miles down I ninety five to Richmond, Virginia, to uh, really get the uh, the pulse of the of the of the Washington team. Because, re- frankly, the 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 stadiums in Landover, you know, I only go out that way to play golf, uh, and so I really just don't quite know what the thinking is, uh, other than uh, all the uh, the folks on social media giving their two cents. Some of whom have not uh, taken the news the right way. They're trying to make it out make it out to be something else they're quote-unquote disappointed that it wasn't a bombshell to get dan snyder to sell the team um i think wholeheartedly your, your idol, uh, disagree with your, that um i think your idol mr Ravel, might have had a, a certain tweet were you able to, to look at that tweet <laughs> i have darren Ravel muted on twitter for for uh scenarios like this well let me uh he, he basically said what you said like people are disappointed that it that it wasn't bigger which is obviously the the incorrect way to, to look at it like it's much more important to, to figure out what happened and how to stop it from happening again. Exactly. Um, so maybe, so, okay. So you say Richmond, so maybe we'll get um, our uh, lead reporter, Landrum Tyson to kind of get the pulse of uh, what's going on in uh, Richmond. And we're still figuring out uh, his internship situation or getting an intern for him. Yeah. Have you decided uh, whether you're going to pay him yet? I know uh, it was a lot of pro bono freelance stuff. I wasn't sure if he was, you're ever going to cut the check. We were offering, if he came back with some solid interviews, we were going to pay him, you know, a few dollars here and there if he was able to get a microphone in a, in front of uh, Brady and the boys down there. But um, right now, we uh, we have some guys that are kind of one foot in, one foot out of, of becoming part of this network. And so I'm telling these guys, you got to be both feet in. You got to be like a Boyer or a Tyson that's ready to commit to the network. So we're still on the search. So uh, once again, if you want to be an investigative reporter, reach out to Landrum. Um, on that note, John, you are also have the ability to hire a lead analyst summer junior internship under you. So uh, if you have anyone in mind, reach out to him. All right. I've got a few names in the hopper. Uh, I can uh, I can triage a few for you and uh, get back to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure make sure you vet them uh, background checks and everything, because we can't have any you know jokesters in here. Well, yeah, that goes uh, without saying so. Yeah. Discrediting this podcast. That, that would be terrible. Now, let's get into something much more important. Um, there's reporters that are inside the NBA bubble, John, and they weren't allowed to leave their hotel room for 10 days or such. Um, and they're tweeting about it. They're making videos about it. Um, you know, I know I've been saying my prayers every night for them. Can you speak on uh, what these people are going through? I mean, these guys are in Disney World. They're not in Motel 6. Uh I really feel for the players more than the reporters because they're away from their wives and girlfriends, sometimes both. Uh, oh. And uh, 
they're the ones, you know, they're used to the, uh, the Malibu mansions. And, uh, you know, at this point they'd really be, uh, checked out in the off season. Um, so I guess we'll really see, uh, where the uh, wheat separates from the chaff, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure that one out a few games in, but as far as reporters go, um, and we all know the, the weird egos they have, I look forward to seeing more, uh, as the games start and maybe they don't have their, uh, checks mix in the press box or something like that. Yeah. I, I, they better keep the noise down there, uh, to a minimum in the, in the press box because there's gonna be no fans to cover that up. So you just got guys joking around in the press box or, God forbid they're they're rooting for a team and showing their bias. We should put a hot, um, they should put a hot mic in the press box, just so we know something's gone horribly wrong if there's any noise at all. Absolutely, I I mean I would pay for a subscription to that and also maybe a, a live cam um, to see what what all is going down in there. I should only hear Doritos bags opening and incessant coughing, and don't forget the Diet Cokes. Correct. Yeah, we got we got to have a, uh, a like a thirty rack of Diet Cokes per game. <laughs> for the press box now let's get to our last uh subject um so for the audience we're going to bring john in lead analyst hopefully once a week especially with sports coming up um so he's going to be a constant part of this program we look forward to uh to learning from him now let's get into the most important issue john madden ratings came out and my gripe is espn only spread this news over three days they should have done it over three weeks because i i was glued to the tv um do you have any uh, problems with the ratings or how do you feel about it? Michael Thomas got a 99? I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, I thought Michael Thomas probably should have uh, probably been in the mid-90s. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I know you're happy. He's 99. Yeah. My boy Stefan Gilmore, 99, well-deserved reigning defensive player of the year. Uh, Carolina Gamecocks own. True. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have I didn't have all that many issues with it. Um but oh, Kyler Murray was Kyler Murray was a seventy-seven. I saw that he wasn't happy about that. I that, that yeah, I saw him on first take, and he was like trying to act like he didn't care. He obviously cared. Um, I mean, if someone if if a team of people are rating you and they're underrating you, we all know how big gaming has gotten. You know, you want the right. little you want the kids at home with their jersey on playing playing with you. They don't want to be playing with uh, Russell Wilson when they could be playing with Kyler Murray. And that's I mean, in all seriousness, kids that like don't really follow football. That's how they're going to gauge how good a player is. So that's, how, Kyler Murray, that's how, gonna, that's how I started gauging how good uh, soccer players were when I uh, started playing FIFA. Playing some FIFA? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that – I mean, I think he should at least be 80, 81. But, I mean, it is Madden rating, so I'm not going to really care that much. Um, Aaron Donald did get uh, his fourth straight 99. Um, now let's shift to this. Um, we'll try and do this at the end of uh, a lot of episodes. Is there anything on Netflix, a movie, TV show that uh, you've been watching that you would recommend to our audience? Yeah, um, this is, uh, you know, it's definitely an older movie. Um, a lot of our listeners uh, might have heard already. Uh, I should say your listeners. Uh, and, and again, thanks for having me back. Uh, of course, John. Of course. <laughs> uh, I watched Jerry Maguire last night. Um, I'd seen parts of it in the past, but I uh, watched it for, uh, for the first time fully through last night. And uh I liked it. Uh, it's, you know, a lot, a lot of NFL guys. Uh, I think Troy Hickman makes an appearance. Um, but Jerry, uh, Tom Cruise is Jerry McGuire and he's his agent. And I uh, saw a lot of, uh, saw a lot of you and him actually, you know, oh, real, really? real hard. Show me the money. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. Now let's give it, give it a, a number rating one through 100. What does it get on the Boyer Richter scale? 
I will give it a 72 out of 100. Um, mainly, I, I'm dinging it because there's a lot of plot uh, holes in it, and that doesn't really flow all that well. And uh, you know, it's 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 a good movie. Good, not great. We'll say that. Good, not great. Great analysis. You can do sports and you can do movies. John Boyer, welcome aboard as lead analyst. We look forward to talking to you every single week with the top updates, top information coming out of Washington, D.C. John, thank you very much. We will talk next week. All right, Merv. Always great to talk to you. I'll, I'll see you soon. Okay, later. Later. Okay, I hope you enjoyed the John interview. Like I said earlier in the episode, he will be joining us once a week on the podcast. So be on the lookout for those. Um, now let's go to the internship position openings. There have been a lot of questions about that. We do joke around a little bit on the podcast. These internship positions are 100% serious. We want a junior investigative summer analyst intern under Landrum. Like I said a few episodes ago, you'll be reporting to Landrum. You'll be submitting uh, investigation reports, and you'll come on the podcast and report to the audience your findings. Now under John, lead analyst internship summer program. So First and foremost, you get to le- you get to learn under one of the best sports minds in Richmond, and I would argue East Coast. Uh, not only does John know the top three sports, he knows some hockey as well, and he's starting to uh, to dive into some soccer. So he's a really well rounded analyst, and-, and that's why he's on the program. You get to learn under him, and really report any findings, any stories, uh, and report it straight to him. Maybe you'll also get on the podcast. I don't know. It's really up to John. So you'll be working hand-in-hand with John. Um, so keep submitting your um, pitches and why you want to work under John. We'll review them. And by August 1st, we will have two new interns announced on the program. So we're really looking forward to that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week.